0: What's up, Witches? Welcome back to another staff meeting at the Corporate Coven. Let's run through today's agenda. We'll start with a check-in question that helps us reflect and integrate the medicine of current astrology. I'll then share an overview of this week's major astrological transits and planetary alignments so you can mark your calendars. We'll then move into phase management, where we forecast the energetic shifts of the week ahead using the lunar phases and the journey of the moon through the zodiac wheel. And then finally, I'll walk you through a day by day deep dive of the astrology weather for the week ahead. And this is great if you are more technical or aspiring to be more technical when learning to interpret the cosmic messages of these celestial giants. Thank you for joining me. Let's get into it. What's up, witches? Welcome back to the Corporate Coven staff meeting. I still have a little bit of that lingering scratchiness left over in my voice, but I'm happy to say that I'm on the mend. I'm making a recovery. Um, a few of you reached out because in last week's episode, I was really struggling, especially by the end. Some of you know that I facilitate new hire orientation pretty often. And that Monday morning, there was a Uranian transit, and I remember recording the episode and just saying like, oh, like something unexpected, but that's been the past couple of Mondays, and it's this Monday as well, actually. It's a Uranian Monday. But I was like, I'm really eager. I'm curious to see like what will happen. I, I My calendar is pretty booked. I do the same thing every Monday. It's hard to imagine what will be surprising about it. But then my voice was so bad that I actually had to call someone unexpectedly really, really early Monday morning, which I hate doing. And asking someone else to come facilitate because I had no voice whatsoever. So always interesting to see how the astrology plays out. But we're here now recording this week's staff meeting episode. Let's start with our check-in question. There's nothing super deep about this one. Nothing very introspective. It's really just that this week, team, we have another eclipse. And actually, it's the final eclipse in this past series where we've seen the north and the south node, and therefore the eclipse axis happening in Taurus and Scorpio. Going forward after this one, they'll all be in Aries and Libra until the lunar axis shifts again. So this is really about closing something out. It's about closing up that journey and that transit. And we'll talk a little bit about this when we get to Saturday uh, in the daily forecast or in the weekly forecast, because that's when the eclipse is happening. But this is really about closing out and wrapping up what we were moving into in the North Node. So think about where Taurus is in your chart. Think about what big themes or things have been happening. And this will be kind of muddy because we have to remember that Uranus has been going through Taurus for a few years now. Jupiter has been in Taurus for a few months. Sometime, we've had these transits. But where the eclipses are distinct is that they represent major beginnings, major closeouts. They're the bookends. I'm thinking of that uh, Closing Time song (laughs) where, what's the lyric? It's like, I don't know. Somebody's beginning is just somebody else's end or something like that. And that's really what the eclipses are about. So where's Taurus in your chart? What have you been actively working on and working towards and trying to invite during this past eclipse cycle? And how do you see that coming to a close? This is going to be a check-in question team that if you're listening to this at the beginning of the week, it might be a little bit further away. But hold on to it, write it down somewhere, revisit it, because we have a lot of other major shifts happening this week, which are going to start triggering and kind of activating this axis, and it's going to become more acute and therefore more emphasized or observable as we go later on in the week. So let's talk about the major transits. We're looking at the week of October 22nd to October 28th. We have three big ones this week on October 22nd, Mercury moves into the sign of Scorpio on October 23rd, the sun moves into the sign of Scorpio, officially kicking off Scorpio season. And then on Saturday, October 28th, we have the partial lunar eclipse in Taurus. So I want to do a quick preview and just a discussion a little bit about Scorpio because being at the zero degree of Scorpio, Saturn is going to be immediately interacting with both Mercury and the sun as they transition into this fixed water sign. And so Scorpio energy is really going to be a major emphasis, a big focus. And that's especially true where on Saturday we have the lunar eclipse, and this is really that full moon and Taurus cycle. So Scorpio season is here and it brings with it all of the fun of the macabre the taboo, the creepy cult classics, the occult. I love being part of the Pluto and Scorpio generation because I feel like this is a huge part of our legacy is bringing Scorpio energy to the forefront. And it's kind of like bringing the darkness to light. And one really clear example is actually like tattooing. Tattoos are a big part of ancestral and cultural practices that have been shunned and rejected by the norm or like by the major society, pushing those with tattoos to the fringes. It was something associated with criminals or undesirables of society, people who kind of lived on the outskirts. Think of these as like the sailors who live on ships and only occasionally come into the mainland. Individuals who spend time in incarceration or time away for whatever reason and occasionally like come back in or start weaving back into society. And now we see tattoos being really broadly accepted, even celebrated, and not just in celebrities and passionate chefs either. We have tattooed professionals, doctors, teachers, clergymen, in fact, in the church that I was raised in, tattoos were formally prohibited. Um, like right before uh Pluto moved into Scorpio. Or uh, yeah. Well, around that time they came out with like new discussions and it was like, no more multiple piercings, no more tattoos. Like if you're gonna be a member of this church, this is an absolute no-no, and like we do not, you know, do this to our bodies. But growing up from my generation there was a woman who was a convert to the religion and she was notorious for her very big and visible tattoos she had an entire sleeve and it was a whole movement within the religion's cultural consciousness that tattoos were no longer a mark of the outskirts of society but merely a normal everyday thing that a lot of people do so this is only one example but i use it to illustrate the transformational power of scorpio And it's relationship to taking that which lives below, that which feels taboo, that which feels dark, something that should not be looked at and bringing it to the surface in Scorpio season. And I could go on about Scorpio, but I'll stop there because you can hear all about Scorpio at work on the Scorpio episode of the Zodiac signs at work series on this podcast. You can find all of those episodes and their links on the Instagram page for the Corporate Coven Podcast, I manage two of them. I have the Corporate Coven Podcast on Instagram, and then that would turn work on Instagram as well. And the value of going to the Corporate Coven Podcast Instagram page is because that's where I organize the episodes. So if you want to find the Saturn Return series, the guest episodes, the Zodiac Signs at Work, ones that are more specifically career advice or like resume advice, those are all organized there on that page. And my next guest episode you'll want to tune in for. So make sure that you're turning on notifications and subscribing to the podcast because Lex is coming back. I'm so excited for Lex to come back on the podcast and share their wisdom and perspective on ancestral work. It's so, so important this time of year, especially, but whatever you're moving through, like ancestral work is going to be really uh, beneficial to explore during this time of year. In the spirit of transformation, Lex actually has some super cool offerings right now, and I would highly recommend getting on Lex's newsletter. I love getting the emails and being able to read through what they're doing, the new things that they're doing in their business, their perspective on things. So I'm really excited. I'll put Lex in the show notes and shout them out on Instagram. But again, Lex is coming back and they're going to be sharing a ton of really awesome things in an upcoming episode. So If you're not already, subscribe to the podcast, turn on notifications so you don't miss an episode. Let's transition and talk about phase management for the week. If you're new around here, this section of the episode, phase management, I kind of played or rift off of the idea of like project management. But if you look at project management through a lunar phase perspective and through the perspective of the moon's journey that week, I have found it to be incredibly insightful into experiencing my own energy. I often hear this language come up in my coworkers of, Oh, why do I just feel so tired or else I just feel so anxious and amped up. And so these lunar phases really give insight into our emotional as well as our energetic experience. Uh how much energy do we have to move throughout the week? You know, what does vitality feel like? What are some of the conversations we're going to be having as the moon is having different aspects? Um as well as like what's the consciousness? What's the framework or the the lens that we're seeing through with the modalities? So I find so much value in this section. I'm so grateful I started adding it into the segment. It's been super accessible as well, because this is a really good entry point for anyone who's beginning their astrological journey. Okay. I need to take a quick pause. I'm going to go grab some water. I'm going to try to edit this pause out in the episode later. You know, it's been funny losing my voice because number one, I never realized how much I talk. I mean, I know that I'm wordy. I know that I'm long winded, you know, I've been receiving feedback as a professional for quite some time now. Um, and I, of course, I hear from people that I live with that I'm I'm chatty. But it wasn't until I had to exert so much effort into speaking that I realized just how much I rely on communication and how much I value being able to talk and discuss and connect through sharing ideas and asking questions. And especially in the workplace, I I started thinking, you know, if I ever find myself in a situation where I lose my voice for good, like, goddess forbid, my entire like work would change. Um, things that I do in the business, things that I do professionally, my professional aspirations. Like I rely so heavily on my ability to communicate. And it reminds me of my Aries moon being such an important and prominent part of not only my birth chart, but my business chart has an Aries moon as well and is the ruler of my chart ascendant for the business. And so this idea of being able to communicate and share ideas is so critical. And I've noticed that since I started my podcast and I started sharing ideas through this medium, I was able to grow and to scale and to connect and like build a community way faster. And so this is just like, again, like the value of astrology in business and in career and recognizing when we have some of these hard aspects or hard transits or things activating and influencing these vocational houses, just kind of how disruptive that can be but I digress. Let's talk about phase management. So this week we see the moon beginning in a fixed sign and ending in a fixed sign. So the fixed signs that we'll be moving through are Aquarius to Taurus. And the fixed signs are about stabilizing the energy. It requires a commitment. It's prioritizing sustainability. And it's the effort of integrating the vision or the newness and the initiation of Cardinal into the sustained effort. Like how do you make a change stick? How do you create a real habit? This is what the fixed signs care about. So for the journey through the Zodiac wheel, we see the moon beginning in Aquarius, moving through to Pisces in Aries, and then ending the week in Taurus. So this week starts with a cold and detached moon. It's a bit more analytical, and we'll move through the depth of feeling with Pisces. Energy comes back and picks up with the Aries moon on Thursday, and this is, again, that building in momentum. We get that exalted moon in Taurus, but the moment the moon moves into the sign of her exaltation, she's almost immediately eclipsed. And this of course happens on either new or full moons, eclipses do. We see a full moon lunar phase where the moon and the sun are exactly 180 degrees apart of the zodiacal wheel. So let's talk about the lunar phase journey. Charting out the lunar phases, again, can be helpful for so many reasons. There's really exciting research with statistically significant evidence that aligning fitness, health, and other goals with the lunar cycle will yield more meaningful results. And everybody, whether they are a menstruating person or not, have been through puberty or not, is a human being or another species or a corporate entity, is affected by the lunar cycle. And this is why studying the moon and lunar phases is beneficial. And I know I said this earlier, but again, like for beginning astrologers or people who are you know, maybe just cosmically curious, the moon is a great place to start. So we begin the week with the sun. And the moon, ninety-six degrees apart at eight a.m. on Sunday, and this is the entry point for the first quarter lunar phase. I haven't done this in a while, so I'm going to read an ex an excerpt from Yasmin Bolin's Moonology Oracle Deck. In previous staff meeting episodes, I've referred to Yasmin's work before and I've recommended her book, her oracle cards. I use them both. And her book was actually the very first astrology book I ever owned. It was a crucial and critical body of work when I first began expanding my spiritual practice around like 2011 and 2012. Oh man, it's. (laughs) it's kind of wild saying that out loud just because I've been a student of astrology now for over 10 years. And in that time, six years of those, I've been a professional and consulting astrologer. It's just kind of weird to say the dates out loud and thinking about coming into a new year and what that means. There's like really big cycles that I'm moving through right now. and So it's just kind of like interesting to, to say it out loud and start reflecting. But here is what Yasmeen has to share about the first quarter moon. And this is from her Oracle deck guidebook, Moonology Oracle Cards by Yasmeen Boland. And actually this deck, I'm going to read this as well. Artwork by Nix Rowan. Because the artwork in this Oracle deck is so freaking beautiful. And again, like I recommended her work before. I will continue recommending everything Yasmeen does. Fantastic. Here's what she writes for the first quarter moon. Your commitment is being tested. There could be some challenges coming your way, but they're just the universe's way of testing you. The first quarter moon calls for you to face any hurdles with confidence. What do you actually think is possible? If you believe you can do it, then you probably can. And there's more that she writes that um, I won't share, but this is kind of the energy that we're beginning the week with. What do we really think is possible? Last week was kind of coming out of hermit mode coming out of the shadow of the eclipse. And it was a lot about like, you know, I've been saying this last two weeks, actually, it's about surviving, not about thriving, but this is the week where we start building in energy and building in momentum again. And we're going to feel some of this, like getting amped up. And we really begin the week with this consciousness. Now this week, the moon is growing in light and vitality. I said, things are getting amped up. We're getting started on a new thing. However, eclipses are where light is stolen. And so this could feel like you're walking into a room. Uh, someone's like, Oh, okay. So this is what it is. You're sitting in a room. It's your birthday. Go shawty. Okay. So someone's walking in holding your birthday cake and it's all lit up and everyone's singing to you. And you're so excited to make this birthday wish and to have this special moment. But as the individual is walking towards you with the cake, they're singing and their breath actually blows out the candle. And then it kind of ruins the moment. People kind of maybe like stop singing or they're confused or they have to wait. And, and it's frustrating. It's like a moment where something is so like delicious and pleasurable and comforting, or it's, it's, you know, something that you've been looking forward to for some time you've worked really hard for and it's stolen or it's taking, it's taken away It's like the attention swings and instead of celebrating a birth, you're attending a funeral. Instead of being proposed to, you're breaking up. Instead of getting a promotion, you're being let go. And these are like, these are large scale examples, but you know, this could happen on a smaller scale as well. It's like going to your favorite restaurant, but they mess up your order. It's just like something where the experience is kind of spoiled in some way is what happens. We'll talk more about the eclipse later on in the episode. And if you're on the corporate coven newsletter, then you know that every new and full moon, I send out a newsletter to the corporate coven with just some additional astrological insight. Um, sometimes there's like a special offering in there, a discount code, um, a freebie, something like that. So make sure that you're signed up on my newsletter. You can sign up on my website, thatwitchfromwork.com. And, uh, I'm going to be sending out some full moon medicine, but let's talk day by day. Let's go over the weekly forecast. Again, we're looking at the week of Sunday, October 22nd to Saturday, October 28th. So starting on Sunday, the thing that you need to know about Sunday is that the moon is in Aquarius and is going to be forming a square to the other fixed placements, which is Mercury now, as well as Mars and Jupiter and Uranus. So this day on Sunday, we don't quite get Uranus in the picture yet, but the moon will be moving forward to that aspect. We definitely hit a square with Mercury um, and then moving forward like mid-morning to a square with Mars. And it could bring up, I'm thinking like sharp words, but things that need to be heard, even if it makes you uncomfortable. The T-square between the moon and Mars and Jupiter hits in the second half of the day and you could feel torn between the Taurus thing and the Scorpio thing. So remember to zoom out. We talked about this last week with Aquarius. Zoom out. Try to see what Mars and Jupiter are asking for before pouring energy into either one. Also on Sunday, Mercury trines Saturn, both at zero degrees and water signs. And so there is a soberness. To the conversations and it feels like heavy. Again, we talked about this when we were going over the major planetary alignments and transits of the week. Scorpio is about bringing to light the things that other people don't want to talk about or acknowledge. It's the recognition of like, everything is not fine. We need to talk about the things that are hard. We need to talk about the things that scare us. We need to talk about the things that bring up grief and morning. And this is getting stirred up on Sunday. There are some big and deep waters lurking with monsters. So tread carefully. Again, kind of ominous, but there is just like a depth That we're beginning to move through with these initial activations happening in the first decade of the water science, especially with like fixed water of Scorpio and then like the expansive mutable water of Pisces uh we talk about sunday and i i always try to think about like okay so a lot of y'all out there hate your job <laughs> that's why you are resonating with my work or why you're interested in my work is like you want to believe that it's possible to be happy at work you want to find work that you feel really fulfilled and uh driven to you know succeed and you're ambitious and you want to go out and do great things but there's probably like some level of sati- like dissatisfaction or discomfort or frustration, like going into Monday morning. So I think about Sunday is how can you prepare yourself? Sometimes it's very earthy and the preparation is meal planning. It's picking out what you're going to wear the night before. It's packing your backpack. Um, sometimes it's emotional, you know, like sometimes it's just like crying, getting it out, journaling, reflecting. Sometimes it's about, you know, writing down the task list, checking your email a little bit early, just to like, kind of start like mentally getting in the zone. Like there's a lot of different ways that we prepare ourselves on Monday to go into the work week. And I would say that like Sunday is one of those days where you kind of just need to let the external environment be quiet because the internal environment could be noisy. Again, with the water signs, we're thinking of yin energy, feminine, introspective. It's something that settles. It kind of like goes down and there's like a, you know, a cool steadiness to it. And so if that is kind of getting stirred up, then you want to try to avoid chaos in the external world, um, mute it as much as possible on monday october 23rd the moon is at 18 degrees aquarius and squares uranus in taurus and you know do you remember when i was complaining about all of the neptunian mondays that we were having i think this was back in the spring it seemed like every single monday there was a significant aspect to neptune from the moon and it just kept making things like what's happening are we really getting organized like for me, again, I do orientation on Mondays. And so there's a lot of like cross-functional collaboration that needs to happen. There's a lot of checking people in, finding people across the different campuses, updating information, like moving stuff around. There's a lot of moving pieces. And the Neptunian Mondays always felt like, do we have everyone? Is this the right start time? We were still gauging how long it took to consistently deliver, uh, you know, the material we were organizing groups. Some people were with me and then they got moved and then they came back with me and the processes were changing. And it just seemed like we could never quite get things consistent. Well, we moved out of that and now we're having like Uranian Mondays where things have kind of been like fixed. Now we've figured it out, but there's just random unexpected things like, you know, the process is the same, but for whatever reason, the tech isn't working. So even though nothing has changed, we're still needing to call it. It's been like that. And I think I still prefer a Uranian Monday to a Neptunian Monday personally, but it has been rather trying to begin our weeks with these demanding outer planets. You know, Pluto has been a big part of the conversation at the beginning of the weeks as well lately. And so it's felt like every week there's a new task, a new problem, a new target. And there is some fatigue for sure from the constant, you know, quote unquote events of Monday. Monday is also the first day of Scorpio season. So in the morning at 8am Mountain Standard Time, the sun is still in Libra and we'll feel the vibe shift around 11am Mountain Standard Time, which is always so. again, team, like this is just interesting because that's around the time that I'm officially done with orientation and I get in my car and I travel to my actual like work campus where I work, not where I, you know, facilitate for the new hires. And It's just interesting that like the vibe shifts the moment I complete like kind of a big project. So when the sun enters Scorpio, there is an immediate trying to Saturn. Like I mentioned earlier, just like with Mercury, this is going to feel more serious. It's more sobering, perhaps more focused. But I don't want to promise that you could be like intensely focused just because you may not be focusing on the right priority. You may not be focusing on the most important thing. So that's something to be mindful of is you might feel like this fixed attention or this fixed emotion that's like distracting you from seeing the broader picture because you kind of get frozen there. You get stuck there in one perspective and it may not be productive. And again, I use productive to describe not the level of activity, but like a forward motion. Being productive is moving forward towards a desired outcome and success is just delivering a desired outcome. So when I say you're not going to be productive, I don't mean like, oh, you won't be busy or you will be busy. I just mean like you may not be moving forward even though you're kind of spinning your wheels, it might feel more like treading water, or like that. Actually, this is a good one. It's like when you're swimming in the ocean and you're swimming against the tide. So even though you're wearing yourself out swimming, you're not actually getting any closer to the shore. That's a little bit of what Monday's gonna feel like. The consciousness is fixed, but you're not really going anywhere. Tuesday, October twenty fourth. This is actually my bestie's birthday. Happy birthday, Danielle! And it's my nephew's birthday. Okay. So here's another one of those weird, like what time isn't real. Saturn and Pisces time isn't real. You're telling me that my nephew was born a year ago. I remember recording staff meeting last year and talking about my nephew being born on the Scorpio lunar eclipse and eclipse babies are really something else I'll tell you. So it's wild that it's a year later. Um, so happy birthday. So, you know, my bestie and my nephew, On Tuesday, even though there are some birthdays, again, this week doesn't feel super celebratory, does it? (laughs) It's not that you don't want to. There's just a lot of intensity right now. In the morning, the moon is conjunct Saturn and trine the sun in Scorpio. This brings us into the waxing gibbous phase, which is about the ripening of the fruit or the idea or the project. It's the swelling belly of an expecting mother. It's visible but in water, this growth is introspective. Okay. Again, it faces inward. So feel the feels, feel the things that are starting to overcome you. Okay. Feel the things that are coming up. And again, remember that this upcoming eclipse on Saturday, this is what we're building up towards. Well, Scorpio, this is all like South node stuff. These are the eclipses where we were seeing the major endings, the bookends, things that we're letting go of, and the North is things that we're moving into. So we're growing towards this. But right now, the emphasis is in the Scorpio part. So it's actually looking at what have we had to let go during this time? What did we have to let go of? One major thing for me actually is I stepped down from a board position and that was something that I didn't anticipate doing. In fact, I had Committed to a longer tenure on the board, but decided to complete my term a year early for numerous reasons. And this is one of those things that I've been thinking about. Is I've just become so busy with other things that I need to prioritize, and my family is one of them. So for me, again, as an Aquarius rising, I have Taurus in the fourth and Scorpio in the tenth. So my home versus my career, and just thinking about the legacy that I want to leave and what my values are and how sometimes like, you know, my time with my family is getting compromised and so needing to make a decision. But I have been like sitting in a lot of this, like, what have I been sacrificing? What have I been prioritizing and how have I made a decision to shift those priorities? But now the sacrifice falls somewhere else. So feel the feels. I know I'm feeling some of them. On Wednesday, October 25th, Wednesday, the moon in Pisces opposes Venus and Virgo, and it's having your heart in space, but your relationships down to earth. When I was scripting this out and I was looking at the chart, it just was making me think about the idea that we can both believe in a cosmic family and the universal oneness where all life is sacred and divine, while Also criticizing a random driver on the road and shaming them for changing lanes without a signal. We're both, right? We can both love our fellow man while also condemning their behavior and their beliefs. It's complicated. You know, it's complicated holding space for this opposition, but it's going to be important because you're going to feel the opposition and you might feel it by being one of the polar ends. You know, the moon opposite Venus. This is another moment where the goddesses are at odds. And the moon in Pisces, you know, Pisces doesn't have boundaries. It's the emotional uh, floodgates. It's it's feeling everything, which is happening, right? Like there's so much happening in the world that I know like so many people are feeling so heavy or so burdened by the weight of the, the tragedy and the trauma and the sadness and the grief. It's, it's so much. And the moon is activating and bringing a lot of this up to the surface where we see Saturn going in and really doing some work there and Neptune really doing some work there. And opposite that is Venus and Virgo, which is, you know, process improvement. It's Kaizen. It's, uh, ritualistic worship. It's, you know, more like, uh, Organized and structured religion versus spiritualism. It's evidence based and actually, okay, so this is a good keyword for it. On Wednesday, you might feel yourself at odds with folks who are more pragmatic. So if you're the person who's more of like the Pisces moon end of the spectrum, then you're just wanting to tell people like, I feel big feelings. This is a nebulous. There's a lot going on. And someone else being like, uh, you know, to what extent? How do you measure that? It would, it would sound like, um, I just, I feel so much right now. How do you know? What are you feeling? Name it, categorize it, scale it on a scale of one to five. How sad are you feeling? And even the idea of like, you know, oh, like we're all connected. We're one cosmic family. You know, there's a lot of conversations around borders. What borders exist? What borders do we pay attention to? And it's harder to stay in the concept of like, we're one big universal cosmic family because the Venus and Virgo things come in saying, yeah, but quantify it, measure it, put a line around it. And again, this happens in mass, this happens on a global scale, but this is also going to be happening to you individually or to the people around you. So pay attention to if you find yourself on the polar end of something and this will feel like an opposition. That's what this aspect is. It will feel like two opposite perspectives, beliefs, feelings, individuals coming to a head. And so if you feel that tension, just zoom out (laughs) again, zoom out, become aware of it, become the observer of it and try not to get lost in the storyline of the me versus you or the us versus them. Give yourself a little bit of space from it. On Thursday, the 26th, we have an Aries moon god bless (laughs) babes i am here for a fire moon especially with how heavy everything has been last week i really needed that optimistic sagittarian moon everyone knows like that follows me on my Instagram. I worked some like ridiculously long hours trying to hit deliverable last week and I did it and I hit it and it was great. (laughs) But while we had that Sagittarius moon, it was so helpful. I was like dancing at my desk, grooving to music. We were expanding my body of work. It was great. So I'm really really eager for another fire moon to really brighten things up um, and to kind of like speed and accelerate some of this as well. On Friday, the 27th, Friday morning, the moon is at 16 degrees Aries, and this is going to be exactly conjunct Chiron, and will then move towards a conjunction with the North Node. So this is one of those dates that I shared with the coven to keep an eye out for, because these faded events that are all like little breadcrumbs and insight for what is to come through this eclipse cycle with the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra. So pay attention to Friday. This is another one of those like key date days. Saturday, the 28th, Saturday morning starts with the moon at one degree Taurus and gets a little boost from a sextile to Saturn before the eclipse. So again, I'll share more about this eclipse with the corporate coven newsletter. If you're not already, go sign up. You can go to my website, thatwitchfromwork.com. But something else really important on Sunday or sorry, Saturday is that Mars is exactly opposite Jupiter at 11 degrees Scorpio and Mercury is at 10 degrees joining Mars in the opposition. So also Venus is at 18 degrees in Virgo forming a trine to Uranus and Taurus so in addition to the noise from the eclipse our words ideas our commerce these are all mercurial themes it'll be fully aligned to our actions our desires and our impulses there is laser focus with mercury and mars and scorpio the opposition to jupiter is just making me think about moments and stories where the main character says fine i'll make my own luck Like you say it can't work out for me. Fine. I'll do it myself. You're not going to help me. Fine. It's that reaction. Fine. I'll just do it this way. You won't stop me. I'm focused. I'm fixed. I'm, I, you know, I, I, I will not be deterred from accomplishing this thing, even though it feels like fortune has turned her back on me. Like fine. I'll do it without the help right and In- this episode, I'm going to focus on the water rising signs. I was supposed to do that last week, but my voice was giving out. So I promised that I would bring it back this episode. I'm going to start making a habit probably for the end, like the rest of the year anyways, where I'm going to be featuring a set of rising signs to give a little bit more specifics into where you're going to be feeling this in your chart. We voted on my Instagram, the water rising signs won out. So if you want your rising sign featured, make sure that you're connected with me on Instagram and that you participate in the voting in my stories. So cancer rising, we'll start with you. This eclipse is activating your fifth house of creativity, romance, leisure, gambling, and children versus your 11th house of like your friends, your social groups, your professional networks and communities and your humanitarian effort. Scorpio risings. This eclipse is activating your seventh house of partnerships, relationships, and intimate sharing versus your first house of yourself, right? Your vitality, your physical body and appearance, as well as your perception and worldview. You've been getting a real upgrade. Scorpio rising Pisces rising your third house of siblings, short distance travel elementary education, your neighborhood, your immediate community, your cousins, and quick communication versus your ninth house of foreign travel, philosophy, belief system, culture, and higher education. Again, you're going to get more details from me in the newsletter, so make sure that you are on the newsletter team. I'm Send out a lot of stuff. So stay tuned because I have mentioned this before, but I have really fun things coming in 2024 and I'm going to start announcing that and kind of bringing back some of like the freebie, um, you know, m- a launch is coming, I guess you could say. So I'm starting to like bring up some more material. I'm really excited to start getting it out there. This weekend also is Halloween and the festivities are happening. And since all the kids are in school on Halloween, we're probably going to be doing it this weekend, right? So have fun, be safe. I'll see you in the next episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. Before we wrap up this mystical journey, I would invite you to share your feedback on the episode and leave a rating for the Corporate Coven podcast. If you found value in this content, share it with another witch at work. With over 100 episodes, there is a lot more cosmic career advice to be explored. Until next time, may your ventures be guided by the stars and may you remember that you hold the power to manifest the extraordinary. I'll see you in the next episode.